Chris. Yes. Merry Christmas, buddy. Dude, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, man. <laughs> This is my favorite time of year, as you are well aware. I am aware, and I'm I'm enjoying it more this year than I ever have before because you enjoy it so much. That's a sincere statement. You, your love for Christmas is making me enjoy Christmas more. Well, that makes me really glad to hear, and I thank you for saying that. And I, I as we get started, before before we kick this into high gear, yes. I do want to say that I realize that the holiday season is not the same for everyone as it is for me. And I know that it is usually usually the result of something unfortunate in the past. And for those people that don't share my love of Christmas, for you, I say, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season anyway. I hope that this year is better than the years before. So I wanted to open up on a little serious note. And uh, to the Gravity Beard Interns group, you guys have made this Christmas freaking amazing. So I can't wait to basically go to a christmas party chris are you ready to go to a christmas party oh please let's go to a christmas party and before we go i just want to point out that i think we might be breaking new ground in a of course host reversal whoa yeah this is big man this is big you have no notes for this for this party for all the times when we've said we're breaking new ground and not necessarily doing it <laughs> this time we're actually like no kidding we're actually breaking <laughs> new ground <laughs> <laughs> okay well without further ado i'd like to say merry christmas to everyone i hope this holiday season is awesome and because it's christmas chris uh we got to take a break from our usual staff meeting we're gonna leave the gravity beard conference room and head over to the gravity beard christmas party are you ready for this brother yes let's head out the door and let's go to the christmas party okay as we're walking out i want you to know that we're gonna have food drinks polls and other general merriment at this wonderful party and so chris as we're driving away why don't you kick us off with some christmas jams let's do it Okay, well, Chris, I thought it was interesting. Again, based on the you know group that we have here, um, we're going to be taking to the party your first ever car that you've owned. So what oh. are we riding in to get to the party? We are riding in a 1984 El Camino with over 100,000 miles and a very bad <laughs> white paint job. <laughs> so where did you get this El Camino? My dad used to do liquidations. He used to liquidate small companies, and he liquidated a company as part of the liquidation. He ended up with, I don't know, like half a dozen really crappy cars, and two of them was <laughs> two of them were El Caminos, and I ended up with one of them. So, your first one-horsed sleigh was a, an '84 El Camino. Yes, and because my dad's a car guy, I was also a car guy, and I got that car when I was 14. So I never actually drove it with a license. <laughs> I don't even know if I actually drove. I don't think I drove it. I think he set it up and said, hey, this is your car and put cheap carpet and new paint on it. And then he sold it to a, a local police officer. <laughs> so I don't think I ever sat behind the wheel and drove it. 
Well, that's a little bit disappointing, but you owned it, so that counts. I well, I don't even know if I owned it. I think he just pointed to it and said, "That's yours." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's that, that's still probably better than mine. Which my first one horse sleigh was a 1994 Ford Aerostar minivan. Oh, God bless you, sir. Yeah, it was terrible. That's a gig mobile, though. Back in those days, the problem is that the seats were about a million pounds. They didn't come out easily. It took at least two people. Like They didn't fold down flat or underneath or any of that stuff. So it was quite the nightmare. There was no AC in the back. Like I mean, all these features that I take for granted now were not there. I mean, we just sat in like this sweat box you know, that my dad gave it to me on my 18th birthday, much to the chagrin of my stepmom. Huh. All right. Well, this this the reason why I I, I brought this up was because uh, Kelsey Jane and you might remember Kelsey Jane from the drunk fiftieth episode congratulations call with Tori. Absolutely, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah of, of all time, classic. She actually posed the question to the group, and so everyone responded. Uh, we had a lot of response to this question. So um, her question queried the first car that the members ever owned to these results. So, Kelsey Jane, her first car was a 1998 Mercury Sable. Always a classic. Yep. Graham Spell had a 1999 Mercury Sable, so he was a year newer. Uh, Dave Ciampa had a 1998 VW Jetta. That was when they started to become kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Derek Graziano had a 93 Ford Tempo. And he, <laughs> he said that, that his car was apparently cursed. And I want to affirm this because my buddy had a 1993 Ford Tempo, and it was definitely 100% cursed. Yeah, I had a buddy in high school that had a 40 XP that was a few years older than that, and that thing was definitely a pile of crap. <laughs> it's, it was, I mean, I remember it just it smelled all the time. It didn't it didn't drive well, you know. Plus, my friend didn't take care of it, so you know he made his car accursed. Um, Clay Groves with the Fish Nerds podcast. He had a 1980 Ford Pinto, and I feel like that's the quintessential car for like the definition of a POS car. It really is. Jim Weir. He had a 1932 Dodge. <laughs> I think he had the old 1920 Model T Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Ran like a champ. <laughs> with with optional crankshaft. <laughs> we love you, Jim. Definitely love you. So, yeah, Jim Ware had a 1973 VW Bug. And that's actually the same car my dad had. Oh. Maybe Jim's your dad. If Jim Ware was my dad... I probably would have started drinking at a much earlier age. <laughs> that is 100% true. And I kind of now wish that that had happened the case. <laughs> you would have had whiskey in your bottle. Whiskey in the gyro, baby. What a great song. So Keith Gala of the Pop Film Cast, he had a Kia of some sort. I couldn't tell the model, and I only did cursory research. So basically, I looked at his picture that he posted, and I moved on. Paul Tromo of the Varmints Podcast, he had a 1984 Toyota van. I remember those things, and they were terrible. <laughs> They were totally terrible. So, Tori, the other half of the Kelsey Jane 50th anniversary congratulations, uh, sorry, 50th episode congratulations call, he had a 76 Datsun, another piece of crap car. Yep. So, just imagine, I want to paint the picture that we're going to our holiday Christmas party. You know, it'll probably be at a bar, knowing this group of some sort, you know. And uh, so, yeah, man, we've got we've got a collection in the parking lot of, you know, 30 and 40 year old cars that uh, pretty much everyone hated. God, that would be, that would actually be amazing if we all went to our Christmas party <laughs> in our <Yeah>. first cars. <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing just to think about it. Well, those old crappy cars, I mean, I'll speak for my car, that old crappy van, like there's a part of me that kind of like wants to get back in, pull down like, you know, the gear shifter and 
take her around for a ride again. Yeah. But the last time I drove that car, it, it was uh, towed away on like a trailer because it broke down in front of like all my classmates in college. So <laughs> good riddance to that piece. Oh, crap car. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Chris, now I did not prepare you for this, but at the party, as we're talking, the first round of drinks comes and turns out a celebrity is going to sit next to you and have a cocktail to join the Gravity Beard intern party. Which celebrity is it and which cocktail are you having? And go. Well, to be fair, you didn't prepare me for any of this. I showed up to this with no notes. So That's correct. You want to know what? I am ready for this, and I do have an answer. And I think you'd be... I, I would give you a thousand guesses, and you wouldn't come up with who it is. Okay. My answer is Tim Gunn. Like the fashion guy? Yes. Okay, I like Tim Gunn, but you're right. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, my, my guess is Tim Gunn. Obviously, he was a part of Project Runway for several seasons. I think that show is still on, but I don't know if he's still on it. Yeah. And I've actually heard a couple of interviews with Tim Gunn, and he's a fascinating dude. Like really? He's just, he's, just, he's just a really nice guy. He's very conversational. Everything I've learned about him just makes me want to have a drink with him. Well, I I will second that, and I will raise my glass to that that pairing. Um, what cocktail are you having? You know, this is where it's tough for me because I'm just I'm just not much of a drinker. I, on, I the, on the last round of the last episode, I said red wine, and maybe I'd stick with that. But if I had to switch it up, I'd go back to my one of my other favorites, and and that would be a Caucasian. Okay. Not bad. That's a pretty good choice. Yep. It's delicious. Most assuredly, yes. Now, so, now if, if, if I had to pick a third, I might go with a, a spin on a Moscow Mule, and I'd go with a, with a coconut-flavored Moscow Mule. Ooh, a coconut-flavored one. That sounds delicious. So yep. I have had... Uh, one of my favorites is a gin mule. Yeah, sure. Which are really, really good. But to my left, sitting down for having the celebrity cocktail would be Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich. Oh, Sure. Yep, I realized the other day that he has not been on my list of celebrity cocktails, um, but because I, I was kind of saving it for a real special occasion. And say what you want to about him, that dude and his drumming changed my musical perspective when I was 14 years old. My mind was blown, and he played a large part of the influence that I've had as a drummer. So That's a great option as well. Yeah, no, no. And in this case, we would be having blackened whiskey. That's actually the Metallica whiskey that they just oh. released a couple days ago. Yep. That's or cool. a couple, couple weeks ago. I think I think it's available a couple days ago. But yeah, so one of their songs, the, the actual song that I remember just being 14 years old, being like, what is this? It's a song called Blackened off the Injustice for All album. So we're definitely having that drink together. That's a great choice. I think so, too. I think so. We have a pretty good, we have a pretty good interesting mix. Me and you, and then Lars Ulrich and Tim Gunn. <laughs> 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 I bet that would be a fascinating conversation. Okay, well, now we've got some cocktails, and we've got a couple more things to chat about as we're waiting for the night to continue. There is an update to the Laverne and Shirley anointment. I'll tell you this much. You have to turn tune in to episode 39 of Two Girls on a Bench to find out. Do that anyways, because that's a great show. Those two ladies are very, very funny. Yes, most assuredly. And you never know. They may call you up with some serious kazoo action. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, and we've been lucky twice thus far. If you're deserving of their kazoo, of their <laughs> kazoo abilities. Right. Tune in, episode 39, Two Girls on a Bench. It has just released. It's fantastic, just like the hosts, and they would love to get some love from you. Okay, Chris, so 
we have had many, many, many lengthy discussions about what we should get the interns for Christmas this year. Yes, we have. That's true. We have not come to a conclusion. But... Also true. Thanks to the number one slot and recently appointed more seasoned intern Keith Gala, he actually provided a suggestion for us this week. So what he proposed and we researched was a really fantastic option there. We at this time can purchase an acre of land on Mars. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. And Chris, the prices are incredible. It's for the low, low price of $15. Unbelievable. Okay. Now this is not just some like sale. That's a $35 value we're getting for $15. A huge discount. Humongous discount. Um, <laughs> unfortunately though, we were unable to get, um, you know, purchase the land in time. So we'll have to find another option, but I did want you to know that I appreciated the suggestion. <laughs> I think that was a Groupon, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a Groupon. <laughs> just, <laughs> you have uh, to act fast on those. You know, you really got to get on it. And our, our discussion about it just took way too long. Okay. One of my favorite things about a good Christmas party, Chris, is Christmas music and just good music. Same. So at this party, at this bar, I went ahead and organized a karaoke set, uh, a karaoke station to be set up along with a party, as well as some favorite Christmas songs provided by the group. Okay, so we're going to start the night off of music with karaoke because what better way to have a party than with karaoke? And as the you know as the night goes on, we'll check in back with the karaoke station. So why don't we tune into the karaoke station and uh, hear the first song of the night? Yeah, let's do it. I like this already. So far off to a good start. Long lay the world in sin and error till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope The weary world rejoicing For yonder breaks A new and glorious morn Nailed that. <laughs> this is majestic. It's so, so majestic. When Christ was Yes, hit it, boy. Commitment, baby. Oh, man, this is so good. Oh, 
Wow. Few people can hit that note. <laughs> Including him. <laughs> Don't worry, man. There's more. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. Gracious. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, as you can see, I think that our karaoke is really heating up tonight. I mean, and that's before a lot of drinks have been served. So, yeah, not bad. wow. If- yeah, if that's if that's the sober performance, then goodness gracious! <laughs> right. I, I, a couple of observations before we move on. One, I think you'd agree, voice of an angel, oh. <laughs> uh, angelic to the nth degree. And then, secondly, I think I recognize the J sharp in there. It was a J sharp. That's correct. Nice, nice. That yeah. takes a seasoned ear to hear that. Thank you. Very well done. So I think you would probably join me in saying that's the uh, Gravity Beard Christmas listener of the week. Oh, but there's no question. And that's, and that's a very powerful and fitting way to kick things off. Come and get it! Okay, well, I think that we can um, take that ear feast we just heard and move over to our Christmas regular food feast. So, Chris, you can't have a Christmas party without delicious Christmas foods. So what Christmas foods are you looking forward to every season and at this party? I think, you know, Thanksgiving is all about the turkey and the sides, I think at Christmas, I really focus on the desserts and the sweets. Ooh, such as? You know, it's not it's not complicated stuff. You know, it's a lot of, mostly cookies. I love Christmas cookies. Yes. Any kind in particular? Sugar cookies. The ones my mother makes. She gives me a tin of homemade sugar cookies that she makes that she's been making since I was a child every single year. Are they in that Dansk, that Dansk tin? You know, that like turns into a sewing kit? <laughs> you know, I think what you're thinking in your mind, the answer is yes. It okay. is in that type of tent for sure. Okay, perfect. Well, we don't have any of those foods at our party because this is the Gravity Bird interns and it's always cursory, so we didn't have time to do any of that. Um, <laughs> but, we, but we do have some interesting choices. Yes, we do. And it was prompted by, you know, as we were preparing the menu for the party, somebody posted in the group the Christmas tenor. The Christmas tenor. Did you see this? No, no, actually, that doesn't sound even slightly familiar. Okay, the Christmas dinner is an entire Christmas dinner in a tin can. Oh, yeah, okay, yes, I did see that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this dinner of Christmas dinner includes, at the very top, and in layers. It goes in layers from top to bottom, okay? So picture in your mind a green bean-sized can filled with Christmas dinner. And it really covers the whole day, so here you go. In this Christmas dinner, you have scrambled eggs and bacon, Two mince pies, turkey and potatoes, gravy, bread sauce, cranberry sauce, Brussels sprouts with stuffing or broccoli with stuffing. You have a choice there. You have roast carrots and parsnips. And at the very bottom layer, Christmas pudding. 
It's amazing you can get an entire Christmas dinner inside of one tin can. I think it's pretty fantastic. I do too. Unfortunately, that is not a real a real dish. Wow. But it got me thinking, what else could we do that's inexpensive for our Gravity Beard Interns Christmas party? Ooh. So I did find some real canned full dinners. Would you like to hear some of these options? Are you serious? Totally serious. Oh my goodness. Yes, I absolutely want to hear this. Okay, the first one is the Merrick Seasonal Grain-Free Christmas Dinner Recipe Adult Canned Dog Food. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But do you want to know what it includes? It includes, I'll tell you, chicken, duck, sweet potatoes, and peas and gravy. Delicious. (laughs) I like all of those things. (laughs) Yeah, give me a bowl and a spoon. I think I'm in. Yeah, totally just, in. Exactly. I will go sit in the corner and I'll, I'll eat my my Christmas dinner. <laughs> okay. So here are some other real canned options. You have your um, trekking Malheitsen burger in a can. It's a full cheeseburger in a can. Goodness, this are exists. You, that's a that's a real thing. I saw a guy on YouTube eat it. Oh my gosh. Yep. Okay, but wait, there's more. I love you, YouTube. <laughs> So do I. Like the guy who drank the like 25-year-old Crystal Pepsi? That was awesome. <laughs> Immediately vomited. <laughs> wow, I can't believe that. Yep. Okay, but that's not part of it, but now it is. Okay, so now we're going to have uh, 25-year-old Crystal Pepsi to wash this down. Okay, so Pringles jumped into the mix with their canned options, and they have Pringles in the flavor of pumpkin pie, turfy, turkey, and stuffing. Oh, I want to try that. I would absolutely eat those. I'm with you. Have you? Did you try any of those Lay's flavored foods, like the no. chips? No, I Dude, didn't. The biscuits and gravy and the like the Reuben sandwich was amazing. <laughs> See, I've never even heard of those, but I want them. Yep, they were delicious. Okay, so here is two, there are two more options for our GBI Christmas dinner. There is Sweet Sue's canned whole chicken. Mm, I think I'm out on that. It's as horrible as it sounds. But it exists. <laughs> it sounds like pick uh, p- potted. Was it potted shrimp? <laughs> right. The, the first food that, that Jim gave over a 5.0. That's what that sounds like. Right. And it had aspic. I think it did. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> okay. And then finally, to round this whole thing off, we have Scott uh, Scott Renfrey added to the group a the pre-cracked egg. So this is really fascinating. Can you imagine, Chris? Not having the mess and hassle of cracking an egg, but having it done already <laughs> done for you. So thankful for that technology. <laughs> I am too. Okay. Well, those are all the savory options. So if those delicious options don't suit your fancy, you can definitely try some of these classic candy cane flavors. Um, but before I provide you the list, if you could have any, what are some flavors of candy cane you'd like to see added to the roster of candy cane flavors? Yeah. You see, when it comes to candy canes, I'm a traditionalist and I'll just take the normal candy cane, whatever, whatever peppermint flavored. I don't, I don't want, I don't want weird candy canes. Okay. So you want your standard peppermint stick? Yes. Okay. Like old St. Nick. Got it. Well, then you wouldn't be interested in many of these flavors. Uh, first and foremost, we have clam. Ugh. <laughs> no. Clam. We have bacon. Uh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, okay. I know that one's kind of like you know, and then you have pickle. Mm, I, might, I would, I might try pickle. Yeah, I think I try pickle. Coal, would you try coal? Of course not. No. Yeah, you get like the, the black stomach instead of the black lung. <laughs> you have coffee, which sounds pretty good. Uh, I don't like coffee, so no. Oh God. Okay. Well, we have Krampus brimstone, which is smoky cinnamon. 
Nope. And finally, a latest edition, Oreo. Okay, I'm, I'm all. I'm back in. I take back everything I said at the beginning. Yeah, I would absolutely try an Oreo <laughs> Dude, candy cane. Too. Please, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's all i kind of wanted once i had that i was like well now i want oreos and candy canes and god help me i would like them together in one joyful <laughs> stick of candy <laughs> and a nice big glass of vitamin d milk i'm gonna dunk both of them it's gonna be delicious <laughs> not to be confused with christmas milk regular milk okay <laughs> i mean if we if you can work christmas milk in there do that as well <laughs> right <laughs> well oh there's i have i have a i have a great story for that but i'll, I'll tell you on another episode okay well chris i think that we've got our plates full why don't we turn back to the karaoke bar and hear a couple of more songs yeah let's do it all right so let's hear the second performance of karaoke night listen to me people i got something i want to say i get so tired of hearing you cussing and talking bad about my god every day i like this already you can see where this is going yep Chris. If you change your life and repent of your sins, you'd be praising him instead. So listen to me, mister. Let me tell you, man. Don't be cussing Jesus, the sacrificial lamb. His name is wonderful. He is the great. <laughs> okay we can turn away from that from for a okay. second so um i like that one as well i mean we're just who knew that it was going to be kind of like a gospel country you know i guess we're in texas at this point yeah i i mean I, i'm a big fan of karaoke so this is delivering just as i expected well you know his first name is god chris but his last name is not damn. I think that was a good message for all of us, you know? It was. It was. It cleared up a big misconception for me. I had that I had that wrong. And boy, did you did you know that I have the same the same problem there. So, oh look, I think we have another contestant on the uh, the karaoke stage. So Oh, terrific. Let let's uh let's hear that. By all means. Yo, safe sex is just a fantasy. You lose more than virginity. Thousands catch an STD each day, so if you're smart, you're going to say no way. When you have sex with just one lover, you're having sex with all the others that he or she has had sex with. So even one time, you're still at risk for herpes simplex, virus 2, venereal warts, just to name a few of the 40 plagues called STDs, sexually transmitted disease. Yo, safe sex is just fantasy. You lose more than virginity. Thousands catch an STD each day, so if you're smart, you're going to say, no way. 
Gonorrhea leaves very few clues. Two million have a lot to lose. It attacks their organs, tissue, and bone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Now we've, now we've gotten very educational. I mean, dude, I think he's doing everybody a favor. You know, I mean, first of all, it's a bold choice to go up there and sing about STDs. But and very be so, And be so literal and descriptive about it. <laughs> I, I'm loving karaoke tonight, man. This is fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever enjoyed karaoke as much as I am right at this moment. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like when you have this kind of quality singers, you know, but we don't we don't bring crappy karaokeers to the to the bar, so. No, but but I mean the STD rap uh, does it get any better than that? It doesn't. Not even I don't a little think bit. So. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? It wouldn't be a party of any sort without some polls. So uh, I'm going to bring us some polls to the table. How do you feel about that, Chris? I think you know how I feel about it. I love polls. That's right. I mean, and we almost we had a near scare the other day where somebody asked a question, and I was generating the poll, but then I finished reading the question, and the poster said, "This is not a poll." This is just a question. So <laughs> I was like, man, it's a good thing you said that because you know what happens when somebody asks a question <laughs> almost every time it results in a poll. So I like it that, that it, we've gotten to the point where you can't just ask a question. It has to be a poll. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was fantastic. So it's like, all right, you know, he, but he, you know, he, he took all of our hands off the trigger. So we, we, did, not, we did not end up in an in errant in poll. <laughs> everybody, uh, everybody put their, their, their weapons back in their holsters. <laughs> yeah. Put your, put your, you know, uh, keyboard warrior fingers away. <laughs> okay, so <coughs> this one is Moo, pardon me. You okay? I might leave that in. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you maybe you should lay off the Christmas milk. <laughs> <laughs> Can I got these candy canes in there, man? <laughs> this one was created by Jim Ware and the poll was favorite Christmas song. So I'm not gonna go through all these because literally there were about fifty options on here. And I, of course, voted for every single one. <laughs> um, <coughs> but can you right. can you take a stab at the number one song? I saw this poll, but I don't remember what it was. But I'm pretty sure I voted for Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. But I don't know if that won the poll. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree did not win the poll. In fact, uh, it did not have a lot of votes. Really? Really. Even the Brenda Lee version from the late 50s? I mean, it's a quintessential classic. But unfortunately, it didn't. Well, then I, I don't have a guess then. Yeah. And it was a kind of a tight race at the top. It was by a by a vote of seven to six. Jingle Bell Rock was the number one favorite Christmas song in the GBI. And it was followed by Carol of the Bells and Little Drummer Boy. And to clarify, you actually voted for Jingle Bell Rock. I think I voted for Jingle Bell Rock on accident. Oh, and I know what it was. That w- that song was also done by Brenda Lee, and I like her version of both those songs. Sure. And I'd like to point out, though, that since you voted for Jingle Bell Rock, that puts you on the majority <laughs> side. <laughs> that puts me in the majority side of this, yep. which makes me a winner of this poll. A winner, Kurt. Now, I actually also won this debate, but because I voted, voted for every, every option. Right. Yeah. Of which which is kind of cheating. 15. That's cheating, by the way. Well, they're all my favorite. And actually, the, it stopped me from adding options. So I, I had to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was going on there, but it was it was rigged, Facebook. <laughs> okay, well, I think it's time that we check back in on the karaoke station. Let's do it. And uh, we see our fourth karaoke-er, because that's what I'm going to call those people. Karaoke-er? Karaoke-er. I'll adopt that. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, well, here we go. Step up to the stage, sir. Yo, spin yeah. that, DJ. 
He's caused me all kind of problems. I can name them from A to Z. He's been on my trail like a weasel, trying to cause injury. So hear my prayer, dear Jesus. Give the devil the measles for me. You know, I got to say, Adam. Yeah? I don't know how many times you've been to karaoke, but these are very unusual song selections. Really? I've heard these more times than I can count. Oh, really? Yeah, these are all classics, man. Classic karaoke selections. Classic karaoke selections, yeah. Huh. Let's go to different karaoke bars. Maybe. But I like how this song, the message is to kind of mildly inconvenience the devil for eternity. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Send him to the pharmacy for a prescription. <laughs> right, but don't give him any free time from this mild inconvenience. <laughs> yes. You know, that's, it's very kind. You know, he's he obviously he's not, not, he's not a fan of the devil. Right. He doesn't want to harm him too badly. He just wants him to have a case of the measles. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that won't stop him from doing his dirty work, but it will make <laughs> right. it a lot more unpleasant. But he won't enjoy it. Because <laughs> he'll have no free time from the measles. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, overall, what do you think about these karaoke songs so far? Oh, I've said it before. I love them. These are excellent. Yeah, I, I feel I, I feel like it's a great, it's a great, you know, Christmas party karaoke. I mean, again, very interesting song selections, but uh, I, I think they're knocking them out of the park. Yeah, I, I feel like we've got some severe, some severe talent here. Maybe there's some talent scouts in the audience tonight. We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> we can only hope. But it, I mean, I think though that, and this is not a, in a poll form, but uh, the group did provide some other additional Christmas music they really enjoyed. So I'm going to list off a couple of these, um, these jingles from the holiday season. So the one is, I'm just going to list them off quickly. Uh, we have Christmas in Jail by the Youngsters. We have mm. Christmas in Hollis, which is by Run DMC and what you heard in the opening of the show. Uh, Christmas in Las Vegas by Richard Cheese. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Always a classic. Yep. One of my favorites is Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey by Lou Monty. <laughs> <laughs> that song is hilarious. Any song that involves a donkey is a good song. Absolutely. And stay tuned. There's more coming on that. Yes. There's a Little Drummer Boy. The more cowbell version by Puddle's Pity Party. And if you're not familiar with Puddle's Pity Party, I highly recommend going to check him out on YouTube. He does amazing renditions of great songs. So this is no exception. Um, and one of my new favorites, Chris, I don't know if you've heard this one, but have you ever heard a song called Finnegan's Hell, Drunken Christmas? No, I have not. It's an Irish Christmas song. This is like in the parentheses. It is so funny. So dear listener, it. go listen to Finnegan's Hell. And uh, lastly, you have Father Christmas by the King. So that was, I mean, dude, the list was like an absurd amount of comments long. So I just went ahead and listed, you know, uh, some of the some of the favorites here. But uh, what about you, man? Do you have a favorite Christmas song that gets you into the true Christmas spirit? Yeah, for sure. I, I mentioned it earlier. So Rock Around the Christmas Tree and uh, Jingle Bell Rock, both the Brenda Lee versions. Those are my favorites. Okay, that's right. You did say that. I meant, is there anything but outside of those? No. I actually don't. 
Okay, well, yes, Chris, I also have some favorites, and I'm glad that you asked. Hey, Adam, do you have any favorites other than the ones we've already discussed? (laughs) I do. So this one actually is one that I didn't know until I moved to Miami, and I'd like to play it for you, if that's all right with you. Yes, please. And we're only going to play like a few seconds of it, so just play like 30 seconds. Okay, so that song is called Mi Burrito Sabanero. And what that means, basically translated, is My Little Donkey Knows the Way to Bethlehem. So it's like, My Little Donkey Knows the Way, He Knows the Way to Bethlehem. Yes, let's go. So it's a fun song, and I think it's kind of adorable. Dude, in Miami, it's a massive classic, right? Wow. But when I first came down to Miami, they played this version of it from like the hip hop radio station. Yeah. And it was just, it's very Miami to do something like this because they just make every song with like a reggaeton beat, you know, where it's like that kind of weird, you know, but uh, this is how I first heard it. So I still saw the Christmas through it and here we go. Well, and before we play that, I, I love this song. This is great. And when children sing, I think it's adorable. Agreed. Agreed. Wow. (laughs) So there's a lot going on there. That is decidedly different and quite amped up. (laughs) So you can imagine, like on the way to school, this white kid from North Carolina, I was like, what is happening right now? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Just because that was that was very good. And I could see why people love that. I'm a bit of a traditionalist and I actually prefer the original version. So do I. I mean, that's crazy. But like, that's one of those things where I definitely prefer the original version. But just being in Miami, like, it just means so much just because the people down here love it. It's cultural. You know, it's a terrible version that suddenly warms my heart. So <laughs> odd, but but good. Okay. I can see that. Next. Before we go back to the music section, I think that especially since we're at a bar, no Christmas party would be complete without some reindeer games. Would you agree? Yes, for sure. Okay. Same. So Jim Ware would like us to play the poop the potato game. I'm just simply not doing that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, think I, I think I missed that. Yeah, if you want any information, you can check it out on the uh, Gravity Beard Interns page. Sorry, Jim. Not playing that game at all. Okay. So Chris. Yes. Since we're at a bar, we're going to play some Christmas trivia. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to pose you with some questions, and in the interest of time, I'm going to uh, I'm going to give you some easy, medium, and hard questions, and we're going to we're going to blow through these. All right? They're all they're all easy to me. That's the correct answer, sir. Excellent. You've already gotten one point. Ding ding ding. So first question is: What is the biggest selling Christmas single of all time? Is it Mariah Carey? No. <sighs> Incorrect. Okay. Okay. Would you like to know the answer? No. Okay. Number two. What Christmas carol demands that you bring figgy pudding? These aren't easy questions. Sure they are. I don't know that one either. Okay. Number three. 
in the movie How the Grinch Stole Christmas, what biological shortcoming made the Grinch so mean? Hmm, his heart was two sizes too small. Correct, sir. Nailed it. Question number four. What were Frosty's last words? <laughs> I'm not going to say what the first answer that went through my head. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was pod fix like a mother. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. I don't remember. I've seen that thing a, th- a million times, but for some reason I can't remember. Okay. Number five. So far you're... Wait, wait. I, th- I think it was I'll get you kids, wasn't it? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> I'll get you kids. <laughs> was that I'll not get his last you words? kids. Before he turned into a puddle? <laughs> Are you sure? That's like some weird like Wizard of Oz Frosty crossover. <laughs> All right. I mean, I mean, I could be wrong. Okay. So far you're one in three. Question number five. In the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. What kind of spirit is Clarence? I've never seen that movie. That's one for four. <laughs> Question number six. At Christmas time, what do you hear, quote, on every street corner? End quote. I, I don't know. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Based on this Christmas carol, at Christmas time, what do you hear, quote, on every street corner? Uh, singing. <clears throat> Question number seven. One for six. And the song Winter Wonderland. Okay. The love struck couple. You're walking on it. You're walking on a winter wonderland. Okay. The love struck couple pretends the snowman is who? Parson Parson Brown. Excellent, sir. Excellent. You've gotten two right. Okay. (sighs) Nice, man. And your enthusiasm is infectious. I'm nailing this. Yes. Number eight. In the 1994 movie, The Santa Claus, which actor starred as the substitute Santa Claus? Uh, Tim Allen. That's correct, sir. You're on a roll. Two in a row. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, this one's easy. This one's super easy. I'm rallying. Question number nine. What author wrote the book A Christmas Carol? Oh, uh, Dickens. That is correct, sir. Three in a row. Okay, let's see if he can keep it going. Yes. <laughs> question number 11. You have two more questions. It's Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. That's correct. Okay, question number 10. You have three more questions. Oh, my goodness. Number 10. Which country is eggnog said to have originated from? Pakistan. Incorrect. Oh. Question number 11. Which two main characters star in the classic film White Christmas? What? Which two main characters star in the classic film White Christmas? Laverne and Shirley. Incorrect. Number 12. In what decade did Coca-Cola start using Santa Claus in its advertisements? In what decade? Yep. The, the, the 90s. <laughs> do you want to do you want to take a second guess? No. <laughs> Okay. All right. So let's review. We, you've gotten four out of 12, <laughs> <laughs> which just means you you are on your way to, you have a good start to your Christmas knowledge. That's what that means? Yep. You're on a good start because it's Christmas. That's and, amazingly positive compared to what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas, Chris. There is no negativity in Christmas. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and recap the answers. The biggest selling Christmas single of all time. <laughs> Sorry. That's a hard pill to swallow. The biggest selling Christmas single of all time. 
It's White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Yeah, I'd never liked that song. Oh, man. Okay. The Christmas Carol demands that you bring figgy pudding is, of course, we wish you a Merry Christmas. All right. The Frosty's last words were, I'll not, I'll get you, kids. <laughs> but I'll be back again someday. <laughs> no, it was not as, I'll get you, kids. I got that one right. I got five. It's like, that okay, one kids, was right. you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He said that later, but that wasn't his last. He said that right before that. It's, it's a director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, the spirit, uh, Clarence, is a spirit and he's an angel at Christmas time. The based on the Christmas carol on every street corner, you hear silver bells, whatever you got the Parson Brown, right? You got Tim Allen, right? You got yep. Charles Dickens. Correct. Okay. So eggnog is said to have originated from England, uh, whatever the two main characters in the classic film. I mean, how interesting, <laughs> like I said, you're on your way to a great Christmas trivia game. Yeah, I am. The two main characters in the classic film, white Christmas are Bing Crosby and Danny Kay. And Coca-Cola has been using Santa Claus in its advertisements for quite a while, since the 1920s. I was close. You were close, man. Super close. I was only off by seven decades. Yeah, but that's fine in the grand scheme of things, right? Yes. I mean, like over hundreds of years, that's really close. Thank you. You're welcome. I think the one thing we can say definitively from the results of the quiz is that you're more Christmassy than I am. Well, I mean, but I am extremely Christmassy. So even if you're a little bit Christmassy, that matters. Yeah, but I think people that are listening to this would have gotten almost all 12 of those, and I missed almost all of them. And so I, I think I'm on, I, I don't, I'm not proud of this. I'm just on the other end of the Christmas spectrum. But that's okay, because you have some Christmas, and that's all that matters. Well, and if you balance it out, you're so Christmassy, and I'm so not as Christmassy. So I, as a show, we're at least an average or slightly above average Christmassy as a team, as a show. Yeah, we're a normal Christmas person put together. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> when, you, when you combine Adam and Chris, you, you have an, an, a normal Christmas person. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that being said, Chris, I'd like to be of, you know encourage you to be of good cheer because I think that you need people of both sizes to make this the wonderful Christmas season. I agree. Since the Christmas cheer is settling in nicely and we're high in our cups of Christmas milk, I'd like to offer some of the, you know, kind of gifts, uh, traditions that people are celebrating this time of year. Let's do it. And I really like this part because I think that people's Christmases are really important. So we have, uh, first off is Vanessa York and her Christmas memories are basically animal related. They have an advent calendar for their dogs as well as stockings on Christmas day. And they take them to their favorite places for the Christmas Day walk as well. She has horses, and so the horses have a special cake made, which they get on Christmas Day. Sometimes they give them Guinness as well, which I think is awesome. It is and awesome. they dress them up in tinsel. And the horses don't always enjoy that, but it is still pretty cool. <laughs> I can't imagine why they don't enjoy that. Right. And she I love also- being covered in tinsel, by the way, for those that want to know. So who is the one that decorates you with tinsel? Let's just move on. Okay, moving on. And she actually had a lot more when you can check it out in the Facebook group. But she had very cool, um, very cool memories there. Um, Jim Ware, he says he always cooks breakfast. He always cooks breakfast for everyone after Santa comes, and then they open presents, which I thought was nice. I bet she cooks an amazing, delicious breakfast too. I have no doubt about that in my mind. No doubt about that. 
Okay, Bob Haynes, he makes Christmas waffles before everyone opens gifts, which I think is cool. So Keith Gala, he started a mantle decorating that is impressive. He It includes Star Wars stockings, action figures and figurines of all shapes, sizes, and, f- and fandoms. And he even has the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, which is great. We have and one of those. I love peanuts. So mine, mine broke a couple years back after all these years. <laughs> yep. That's fitting. I know. It really is fitting. But like it was unfitting the stand. So I had to yeah. fit it into the trash can. That's a bummer. Um, I know. Uh, Casey Jones, he gets really drunk and throws the Christmas tree across the room. Who doesn't do that at some point during the holidays? Yeah, it's usually when you're setting up the tree. But uh, he did say, just kidding, that was once about 14 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, it's only happened once. It's not an annual tradition. (laughs) Right. That he's willing to admit. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's a bummer. I think he should make it a tradition. (laughs) I know. So, uh, Casey, we need this to happen, and we need it to be filmed and posted. Go ahead and get on that. (laughs) Of him throwing his Christmas tree. (laughs) While drunk. (laughs) You have to be drunk. Yeah, don't be so selfish. Think of the rest of us. We'd like to see that. (laughs) So speaking of being drunk, uh, Andrea Blucas has this tradition that I'm actually going to contact her and and try to do this. Um, On December 1st, she starts the hot spiced wine. She uses a six-quart slow cooker and fills it with red wine, cran raspberry, 100% juice, peppermint vodka, pure honey, an orange studded with cloves, mulling spices, lemon twists, and cinnamon sticks. Okay? Like, oh that's goodness. the ingredients. Sounds amazing. Yes, it does. Okay, it's this is where it gets interesting. It stays on low all throughout the month, and she adds more ingredients as needed. She cooks it for a month? This is a month-long thing that they, like, you know, always oh have goodness. just readily available. Yes. Okay. That is a wow. commitment that I have never yet seen in a, in a drink for, for the holidays. Yeah, that's that's even more commitment than slow-cooked ribs. Which is basically what this is, is the equivalent of a home rental project for Christmas drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Please, don't compare other people's commitments to my commitment <laughs> Whatever, towards man, my home rental. you your troubles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the good thing about her drink, though, is that there's always hot spiced wine and warm cookies when people drop through um, on New Year's Day. Oh, yeah. No, that whole, that whole thing sounds amazing. I've never heard anybody do anything like that, and that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm seriously gonna reach out and try this because I really, really want to do it. At least I'm gonna try to reach out and try to get this done. <laughs> and actually, Jim Ware responded. He said, "Listen, if I did that, I probably wouldn't make it till morning on the second. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one final one is Kara McGinnis, the founder of Blazing Caribou Studios and Feast on History. Um, she celebrates Chris Month at the McGinnis household. Their little spin on Christmas was created to help get over a tragedy during this time of year. It's chock full with presents throughout the month. Some present hiding in a Christ month pony. Don't worry. It's just a My Little Pony, though. <laughs> not, a, not a real pony. No, no, no pony no. was harmed in this tradition. That's right. No ponies were even involved in the making of this tradition. <laughs> um, this year, however, Carrie said she's happy to announce that they are trying to go back a bit to the old traditional ways. But her daughter still has to find her presence on Christmas Day and praise the Christmas month pony, which I nice. find. <laughs> Can you imagine the ritual of praising the Christmas month pony? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that, and I support that. Yeah, I mean, I think we need some video of pony praising, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we need a video of pony praising. Yep. We've definitely said a handful of things on this episode that I don't think human beings have ever said before. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do, man what we do it's what we do i love that i i love that 
you know, she was determined to, you know, um, this is a really tough time of year if you have a tragedy. And she, I think, really worked, you know, to make this a fantastic thing. And if you talk to her about it, it's it sounds like so much fun. And her daughter loves it. So Yeah, that's great. Kudos to her. Okay, well, as we're getting near the end of our party, buddy, why don't we check in one final time to the karaoke machine? Yeah, let's get our last contestant up there. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's been going on, but I feel like these are the standout, the standout contestants. For sure. Let's hear the last one. All right. Preach. <laughs> that is not the hook I was expecting. <laughs> See, this this group of karaokeers are not here to mess around. No, they are not. Uh, yeah, that that was that was a um, I was not expecting that, and, and I'm gonna <laughs> still go back to one of my earlier comments. Not the traditional song selections. This sounds a little bit more like it, not doing karaoke at a bar, but more like at a church lock-in. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe we should have uh, planned out the venue a little better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. I've enjoyed all the performers. <laughs> it's I just unexpected. The, yeah, I mean the the Oh Holy Night though. I think was just. I mean. It just it shook me to my soul, you know? <laughs> Same. Next summit. Well, Chris, we've come to that time. No. Yes, sir. Now you know how it feels to be on the other side of that comment. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. makes me very sad. It makes me very sad. It sucks. But it would not be a complete Christmas party without some Christmas messages. And when I say Christmas messages, I just mean messages played at Christmas time. <laughs> so um why don't you go ahead and uh fire us up with the first message let's do it this is bane oh and this is how i talk merry christmas bane hey bane i wanted to call the hotline to tell all the gravity beards out there that i have just seen the funniest movie that i have ever seen since leaving las vegas I have stolen an early copy of a movie called Vice. And I have to say, I've never, never have I laughed so hard. And to find out that this Dick Cheney individual is a real person tickled my soul. For a few nights, Batman, you can have your peaceful city and your unencumbered podcast. 
because I shall find this Richard Cheney so that I may shake his hand for all the dubious deeds he so fastidiously masterminded. Until next time, Gravity Beards, this is Bane, and this is how I talk. Uh, huh. Hey, called it with a movie review. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Bane. Merry Christmas. Can I speculate on something? I think you should. I want to speculate that that's the first time that a supervillain has called into a podcast with a movie review. Did new ground just get broken? I think it may have. Hmm. Good thing we were ready. I challenge anyone to to send me a link to a podcast episode where a supervillain has called in with a movie review. <laughs> I totally agree. Well, you know, usually if we hear from Bane, we hear from Batman. Yes, and that's true. I mean, I think that I would also couple that with, um, depending on what the message is. Do we have? Do you? Is there another podcast that has banter between supervillain and superhero? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't, I don't even see how that's possible. That, my friend, is another scoop with our golden shovel. <laughs> <laughs> and here's our next message. Silly, silly Bane. Oh, it's Batman. <laughs> Batman. Confessing your crimes like this on a recorded medium with millions and millions of listeners. What's wrong with you, man? It's true, You're though. supposed to be smarter than that. Millions. How do you expect to be my greatest arch enemy if you can't even be better than the toy maker? I mean, he just makes toys. <laughs> Goes after me with toys. You're supposed to be better than that. And Vice, really? I helped make that movie, Bane. And it sucks. <laughs> it doesn't take the world's greatest detective to see that. And I am the world's greatest detective. So, of course, I see that. But you know what? I'm going to give you a pass just this once. Because by the time I got your message, I was curled up in bed, all snug in my blankies, with a warm cup of tea. And I just don't feel like getting up. So, for now, I'm going to make your punishment be sitting through that movie. <laughs> And talking to Dick Cheney. Oh no. Oh geez. If you can ever find him, here he's a vampire. I'm Batman. And this is how I talk. Okay. I don't want to just like, you know, maybe presume too much here, but I think he also gave a review. I think he did too. So a rebuttal and a review by a superhero. Yeah, so, so now so now we're the first podcast that has a superhero call into their hotline with a movie review. Right, and I, I just don't see anybody else who has that done. Well, first of all, it's never been done. Secondly, right. I don't think it can be done. No, and anything else would just be a cheap copy and knockoff. Yeah, because we're the first ones to do it. Like most things. <laughs> okay, so you remember from our last staff meeting... We had Jerry Orn call in with his family road trip diary. Yes. It was a six-parter, wasn't it? It was a six-part message series. So they covered, they covered hundreds of miles. And about 13 hours. Yes. So we have another call from Jerry Orn. And I think you ought to play that for us now. Let's do it. Yo, Gravity Beard. This is Jerry Orn calling in. I've got my dad with me and this is how we talk. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, we are in Cactus, Texas 
and we just finished up a pheasant hunt. Figured we would just call in and let you know we shot a bird or two. So just wanted to check in. It is my dad's birthday. Say hello for your 60th birthday. Hello. (laughs) So anyway, we'll talk to you guys soon. You guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Oh, well, happy birthday, Jerry's dad. Yeah, so Chris, I'd like to present you with the Jerry Orn father-son birthday pheasant hunt trip. (laughs) Audio diary. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) How great is that? As soon as I heard his dad say hello, I was like, oh, that sounds like the movie phone guy. (laughs) (laughs) He did sound a little bit like movie phone guy. (laughs) No, I think think it's... Man, we really appreciated him sharing his family road trip audio diary. And I I continue to appreciate him allowing us to experience his his family road trips with him. Right. Well, I'll, I'll tease this. There is more to come. Really? There is more to come. So... Wow. Which, is, which is really fantastic. But before we get to more of that, I'd like to call call back to something that you said on the last staff meeting. You requested, and it was delivered, a message from recently deceased presidential candidate John McCain. That is correct. Well, I think you. I think we ought to play message number four. Oh, well, let's do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was told that Harold Ford mentioned that I need to call in here. This is a former senator, former presidential hopeful, <laughs> uh, former all-American uh, guy, John McCain. Yeah. Most importantly, recently deceased. <laughs> Apparently, this is how I talk. Uh, oh, it is okay. him. It okay. is him. Whew. Close one. What I'm supposed to also say. Apparently, there's a gravity what? Gravity beard? Yes. Correct. That's it. That's correct. I guess it's a podcast, and it's also the one that gets uh, beat into the afterlife, I guess. So, uh, two things I didn't know about uh, the <laughs> podcast, or that you could get podcast feeds in the afterlife. <laughs> anyway, not sure if uh, you guys know about the afterlife. But it's kind of a busy onboarding process. And huh. <laughs> I can only imagine. But I have time to call a show that I just learned about. Now, sh- Gerald, I'm trying to do the call here for you, okay? You guys, stop talking about you. Anyway, this is uh, John McCain, and uh, I've been busy adjusting to the afterlife. That is why I did not call this number <laughs> that I just got given today. So. <laughs> anyway, W, just getting here, so we got a little party to throw for and all. Oh. Uh, gotta go. What? Apparently, Gerald also says I need to say Dunskis. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? Wow. You asked for it and you get it. Did recently deceased John McCain called from beyond the grave? And it sounds like he was with former President Gerald Ford. Former President Gerald Ford. And was with even more recently deceased President George H.W. Bush. That's incredible. I wonder if they're kind of like, you know, messing around with him. Like, hey, man, you couldn't get it done. You know, we're both presidents and you're still a senator. <laughs> but I, th- I find that to be very, very intriguing. 
I do too. Does this mean we're also going to hear from H.W. Bush? I sure hope so. So recently deceased President George H.W. Bush, you are a man among men, and now you're probably an angel among angels. We would love to hear from you. Like like very recently deceased, like uh, right. what a month ago? Not even. I yeah. Mean, so, but you know, if you know Senator McCain, you know, if anything says it's true, which I'm sure it is. Uh, they have a pretty extensive onboarding process in the afterlife, so he's just now getting the RSS feeds for the podcast. So it might be a little while, but hopefully not. I understand. Yeah. I don't know how technology works in the afterlife. I'm just glad to hear from him. Yeah. So, uh, uh, President Bush, we'd love to hear from you as well, and uh, we'll be standing by for your call. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Chris. So as we are waiting for President Bush's phone call, which I'm sure is going to be any minute, despite the lengthy onboarding process. Correct. We got a comment from the one, the only, your sister, Anne. Yes, we did. Which is really cool, I think. I can't believe she wants to even acknowledge it, you know, that you guys are related. <laughs> Same. I agree with that. Okay, fair enough. And it looks like your nephew drew a little action figure that he calls Mr. Lightbulb Pants. That, that is correct. It's fantastic. Okay. It is fantastic. It's a great drawing, especially for, I mean, it's it's kind of crappy, drawing but it's a four-year-old so it's a pretty good drawing for a four-year-old it's not bad for a four-year-old <laughs> i'm just kidding it's a wonderful drawing from a four-year-old <laughs> now i'm posting this here because i was able to procure some audio for something very interesting okay oh. so and posed to the group the drawing and she asked the group to provide the backstory well we have it oh really we do have it but before we play it i have some good news more good news. More good news. So Warner Brothers got a hold of the screenplay, of this screenplay based on this backstory, and has decided to pick it up and make a major motion picture of Mr. Lightbulb Pants. Are you serious? How cool is that, dude? Extremely. I mean, it's mind-blowing. So I did have a contact at Warner Brothers. I do have a contact at Warner Brothers. I made a call, and I got an unreleased trailer for us to listen to. So if you're ready, I'm going to play this message for you now. I'm ready. Switching on soon at a theater near you. See the story of how a little spark of electricity turned Mr. Lightbulb Pants from a simple filament to the beacon this world needs. The origin of Mr. Lightbulb Pants. Glowing up is a pain in the glass. This film is not yet rated. Fantastic. That's amazing, and I want to go see that. I can't wait, dude. I cannot wait. Now, they say it's probably going to be 2020, but... I understand. You know, it will be in a theater near you. Best I can tell, it'll be worth the wait. I, I don't I don't see how that could be anything less than 100% true. Okay. While we, uh, while we wait for that and for the call from President Bush, why don't we play our next message? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, hey guys, it's John McCain. Uh, this is how I talk. Oh, cool. So I heard you wanted me to call. Oh. You know, I, I'm lurking in the Gravity Beard interns group. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to call. I have a moment. Um, I'm here in the afterlife. It's pretty nice. The Wi-Fi is a little spotty. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't worked that out. We've heard about that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Jerry Ford's here. We hang out. We just played nine holes today. I think uh, George Bush is going to is gonna join us next week. Uh, and we're back at the clubhouse. So oh. food here at the clubhouse is really, really good. There's a little bar like you see in some grocery stores back home with all sorts of 
olives and pickled red peppers and mozzarella balls. Ooh. Uh, cheesecake every <laughs> night for dessert. It's oh, wow. Really oh. wonderful. There's no other dessert options, but they do it really well. Sounds like hell to me, you know what I mean? Uh, you can have either mashed potatoes or french fries with dinner. Oh. French fries are just kind of okay. There's only really so much you can do with them. I think the mashed potatoes are a little more versatile, and they're really delicious. It makes sense. Okay, okay, McCain. But, you know, the French fry people, they kind of have their own table, and they keep to themselves, and, and we like it that way. <laughs> um, so me and Jerry, and I think George, we're going to ask George if he wants to join us. We're going to go check out a concert tonight. Jimi Hendrix, Michael Jackson, Prince, John Bonham, they've kind of formed a super group. Jeez. Jeez. And they have a residency at one of the clubs up here. <laughs> residency? Wow. They always put on a great show. So we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to go get ready right now and, and go there. So, um, hey, tell everybody I said hello. I'm really enjoying the show. I'm going to keep lurking in the group. This is John McCain. This is how I talk. Oh, by the way, a hot dog is not a sandwich. Everybody up here agrees. Dunsky. <laughs> wow. I mean, there was so many bold claims in that. Now, let's first say that like, he sounds like he's gotten some pep in his step. Maybe they've gotten some issues worked out in the onboarding process. Yeah, well, we, we heard the onboarding process is lengthy, so maybe once you get past that, things really improve. Yeah, I mean, they still got to work out the Wi-Fi issue, but um, <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that you know, recently deceased, deceased John McCain uh, is lurking in the Gravity Beard Interns group. Yeah, and apparently flourishing. <laughs> That makes my heart happy. That was good. And it seems like he's having a really good time. You know, I'm surprised that he's a lurker. It seems like he might be able to fight his way up near the top of the contributors, possibly. I think you're right about that. I mean, I, I feel like from beyond the grave, anything is possible. Just That's like true. it is in our group. Maybe our group is heavenly. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Okay. Well, well, after that high note from recently deceased presidential hopeful John McCain... Let's check back in with the Jerry Orn father-son birthday pheasant hunt trip audio diary and see how that's going. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, so we figured we'd call. We're just south of uh, Dumas, Texas. Uh, got pulled over. Ouch. And uh, trying to get to the airport before plane leaves without us. But uh, the officer said that his uh, machine was messed up and couldn't print the ticket. He said, normally I'm given a citation when you're going 93, Ooh. but my, it's your lucky day and uh, my machine's not working, so he let us go with a verbal warning. <laughs> Must have been a birthday present. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> now we just want to get out of sight. We'll get back up to 93 miles an hour and uh, hopefully make the plane and get the rifles through, uh, through the checkpoint before. <laughs> anyway, we figured we'd check in. Bye. Well, good luck, fellas. Dude, talk about a Christmas birthday miracle. Yeah, seriously. No speeding ticket. And he was really speeding. Yeah, because even in the high-speed areas of the country, you know, I mean, he's going at least 23 miles over the speed limit. <laughs> at least. Well, I mean, he has uh, pushed the limits of uh, illegal activity. The last time he had noise-canceling headphones while driving, and this time he was speeding. This time he got caught, so... Well, he either tussles or has a near tussle with police every time he goes on a road trip. That's right. So he's he's living in a zone of danger at all times. Okay. Well, Chris, that brings us to our last message. And uh, I think we just ought to hear what this one has to say. All right. Here we go. Hey, y'all. This is Luke, and this is how I talk. Hey, um, Luke. Hey, Luke. Okay, so I found that nice trucker who said he was going to Arlington. So I hopped on while he was filling his tanks. 
you know, I was really tired. He told me I could take a nap in the sleeper. I thought, well, you know, Arlington's only 45 minutes away. I'd be all right. That's where my problem started. I fell asleep and I woke up in Georgia. Oh, no. no. Oh, um, apparently, he was going home to Arlington, Georgia. Darn it. You know what? I woke up about halfway through Georgia and he, I got mad at him because he didn't even tell me. Well, he dropped me off at the Okefenokee Swamp in the middle of the night and just drove away. <laughs> Dang uh, it. Guys, I got to be honest, I mean, I'm a little scared. I, I heard some rustling in the woods. That's got to be coming from something big. I mean, something big. I mean, I don't know. Oh, my phone said it was at 5% the last time it looked, and uh, I, I should be fine, but... Uh, you know, if you don't hear from me, my GPS says that uh, I'm at... Luke? Are you there, buddy? Luke, can you hear us? I don't I don't think you can hear us. Yeah, mainly because he called into our hotline and left a message. That's right, left a message. Reason. Right. Yeah. But I, I am glad that he used his precious battery life for... <laughs> to call to the, call the hotline. hotline. Right. <laughs> so... I don't want to pour salt in the wound, <laughs> but had he accidentally gone to Arlington, Texas, that's really close to where I live. Darn it. Yeah. So so it could have been a fortunate accident having gone to the wrong Arlington, but instead he's basically about 80% of the way back to his own house. Right, right. And he's, he's closer to me, but uh, farther, farther from you again. He's not anywhere near me. Well, this is an interesting development. So uh, to recap, it sounds like he was trying to get to... Arlington, Virginia, not sure why, but ended up in Arlington, Georgia. And as you said, nowhere near. Nope. After a minor dispute between himself and the driver, the driver dropped him and left him in the Okefenokee Swamp, <laughs> where it sounds like he might be completely consumed by a large animal of some sort. Um, hopefully his battery life will get him some emergency support before he's destroyed by some wildlife. So I guess to that we say, best of luck, Luke. Best of luck, Luke. Hope to hear from you soon. <laughs> yeah. We're looking forward to hanging out with you, buddy, and having some donuts. Please. Well, Chris, that brings us to the end of our Christmas party. It's been great. I've had a really good time, man. I've had a, I have I've too. Had a really good time. We have had great company, great conversation, great discussion, fantastic music. And uh, we even had some edible items. Yeah. I think for our first annual office Christmas party, this was a smashing success. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So I would like to say again, Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. You guys are what have made this year amazing. And Chris, to you, I say thank you for being a dear friend and a true companion. And uh, I really hope you have a wonderful Christmas season with your family and you have a kick-ass 2019. Yeah, same. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Why don't you take us home? Yeah, just a few credits before we go. Send everybody off for the Christmas holiday. If you're not on our Facebook group, please come join us there. We'd love to have you. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. It's an endless source of entertainment of all kinds, as you can tell. The number for the hotline is 321-465-2180. You can follow our show on Twitter by searching at the Gravity Beard. 
Gravity Beer is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. I'm on another very fun show with Sarah Stapleton called Life is Messy. Uh, Adam can also be found on a delicious show called Feast on History with the great Carrie McGinnis. If you found this show, you know where to find those. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy little tune is called Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner and can be found on the YouTube audio library. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host, Toph. We wish you a Merry Christmas. This meeting is adjourned. Ready. Uh, I feel like I am, but I don't have it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you ready? And. <laughs> don't say yes if you're not ready to clap. <laughs> Adam, you should know by now I'm never ready to clap. I just say that I am, and then it just goes how it goes. You. <laughs> it's all an illusion. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready. All right, ready. See these babies right here. See I these? see those. I see those mittens, bro. Let's do it. All right, ready. And three, two, one. That was. I think they're getting worse. And Merry Christmas to you. <laughs>